Hello, everybody. My name is Kevin. My name is Dusty. Welcome to the Double Take Podcast, where we review when you say what, what, and do a double take this week. During this episode, we'll be discussing earthquakes in California, voting by phone, and a not-so-exotic bird out of the UK. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Double Take Podcast. Double Take Podcast. What? See what we did there? <laughs> where your hosts review what made you say... What? 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 What, what happened? And do a double take this week. Welcome to the show. This is Double Take. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We're going to two a week podcast. Isn't that right, Kevin? That's right. We're gonna be uploading every Tuesday and Friday, respectively. <laughs> Give us some time, folks. Knowing how, like last week, we missed <laughs> the whole fucking week. We gotta bounce back. Uh, we didn't do a weekly update, so to speak, on what our lives were doing last week, just because we wanted or on Tuesday because we want to talk about Cameron Boyce. But the reason we didn't record or upload last week was because my grandparents went to the hospital. Long story. Uh, and I'm sure Kevin wanted to do other things anyway. And <laughs> when I texted him, I was like, we're not doing it this week. He's like, perfect. <laughs> That's not what I said. No, he said, oh, really? We're missing because your grandparents are in the hospital. You suck. No. No, I didn't say that either. <laughs> he just said, okay, I'm too good. nice. If you need help. And then he came to the hospital and he gave my grandma. We went to the gift shop because he's like, I can't not give her anything. And he found this little thing. It was like a bear with cookie or well, candy tell, attached to tell it. Well, tell him the, the why I chose the polar bear. Okay, but but I found one at first. It was just a regular teddy bear. And it said twelve dollars. I was like, this is perfect, like good price, you know. And I'm because no, we have to get him a polar bear because my grandparents' dog was named Polar and it was a yellow lab and they just called him Polar Bear, um, which is completely unoriginal by the way but he's like i gotta get the polar bear so he goes up there and thinking they're about the relative same size they're gonna cost the same it yeah. cost 21 dollars for this fucking teddy bear and the candies that my grandma didn't eat they're actually uh, they're in their living room just sitting there but when i come over hey do you want some candy and i was like what can i like hmm. i bought them uh sure Twenty dollars and some change. I'm not just gonna have one. I'm gonna have two because I paid twenty one dollars for I'm these fucking candies. All of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking about taking them all. <laughs> She's never gonna eat them. No. But they were sitting there, and I was like, "Oh shit, he spent twenty one dollars." Well, like there. when she said the total, I'm like, <gasps> I I didn't even hear it. And then, uh, but I'm the kind of guy that won't say anything. Well, I just got my card out. Paid I was getting ready to like throw another candy bar on your tab, and I'm really glad I didn't because then I would have felt awful. I would have looked at you like mother. That candy bar like five dollars. What the fuck are you doing? And she was like, "I got some discounted chocolates here for twenty three dollars." I'm like, "Discounted chocolates." Well, she said that I, my mouth dropped. Just like, who the fuck would pay that much for chocolate? And then, and then <laughs> I don't know what you pay. And I was but like, oh. there was not just chocolate. There was the polar bear and a balloon that the polar bear was holding. That polar bear probably cost fifty cents to make. You know, <laughs> probably in Indonesia. I'm gonna use, I am going to use the container that the chocolate came in for a tarantula enclosure, though. I've decided. <laughs> That's your other channel. We're talking about our podcast right now. You can follow me at I am Dusty on fuck Twitter. The, fuck you. <laughs> Kevin doesn't really use Twitter, um, so don't follow him. But you can follow me at I, I am Dusty. Get it. I've had three of them. You helped me with all three of them. Yeah, and that's why, like, when I w- we were talking about the responsibilities of who's going to do things for this podcast, <laughs> Kevin brought up because I'll, I'll do Twitter, and like I looked at him and I was like, "Have you ever had more than five followers on Twitter?" <laughs> like, I've, I've not had a Twitter more than five minutes. I don't think you've ever tweeted. No, like my my Twitter blows up all the time because I'm tweeting all the time, and because I have a YouTube channel. Tweet, oh man, tweet. I am Dusty Hard. Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, no, I I tweet all the time, 
Um, and I also made the Twitter for the podcast, the Two X Take Podcast. But I don't up. You can plug that one. I don't even use time. it. Like it's on there, and I get updates from like all the other people I follow. But like I, I think I've never. The only things I posted are things that I retweet from myself on my personal account. <laughs> so if you want updates with the podcast, because everything is listed on the podcast on my personal Twitter, uh, you can follow me at I am Dusty Hartle. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that after everything. <laughs> You can follow me at I am Dusty Hartle. You can't follow Kevin at I am Kevin Wakeland because he doesn't have a Twitter. You don't want to mess with me or other cores. Yeah, because it's a well kept secret. It's literally on all the album covers. <laughs> and in <laughs> I am a brand name. <coughs> yeah, you are. It's it's weird, isn't it? You're like a Kardashian, except uh, for poor people, <laughs> because nobody buys shit for us <laughs> and less plastic. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> quite. It's the same amount of fat though. Anyway, low blow. Let's jump. Okay, let's jump into the news that made us stop and do a double take this week. Quakes alert Californians to be ready for the dreaded one. Shaken residents are cleaning up after two of the biggest earthquakes to rattle California in decades. As scientists warn that both should serve as a wake-up call to be ready when the long-dreaded big one strikes. California is spending more than 16 million to install thousands of quake detecting sensors statewide that officials say will give utilities and trains pr- precious seconds to shut down before the shaking starts. Governor Gavin Newsom said that the time residents do their part by mapping out emergency escape routes and preparing earthquake kits with food, water, lights, and other necessities. Phone chargers. You know. <laughs> it is a wake-up call for the rest of the state and other parts of the nation, frankly, Newsom said. At a weekend news conference on efforts to help a desert region jolted by back-to-back quakes, a magnitude 6.4 earthquake Thursday and a magnitude 7.1 quake Friday were centered 11 miles from a small town of Ridgecrest, about 150 miles from Los Angeles. The quakes buckled highways and ruptured gas lines that sparked several house fires. An official said 50 homes in the nearby small town of Trona were damaged. No one was killed or seriously injured, which authorities attributed to the remote location of the Mojave Desert. Any time that we go through a seven-point earthquake and we do not report a fatality, a major injury, do not suffer structural damage that was significant, I want to say that it was a blessing and a miracle, Kern County Fire Department spokesperson Andrew Freeborn said Sunday. Seismologists said the similar-sized quake in a major city like San Francisco, Los Angeles, or San Diego could collapse buildings, freeways, and bridges, as well as spark devastating fires fueled with ruptured gas lines. We're going to have a magnitude 6 on average somewhere in Southern California every few years. We're actually gone 20 years without one. So we've gone, you know, we're going to have a magnitude 6 on average somewhere in Southern California every few years. We've actually gone 20 years without one. So we've had the quietest 20 years in the history of Southern California, says seismologist Lucy Jones of a California Institute of Technology. That's unlikely to continue in the long run, she added. Geology keeps moving and we should be expecting a higher rate. And when it happens near people, it's going to be a lot worse. Thus, the need for preparation, Newsom and others say. Some Californians, like Greg Massagan of Los Angeles, say they're ready to take precautions. His wake-up call came when the 1994 Northridge earthquake that killed 61 people and caused $15 billion in damage. His San Fernando Valley home, located just above the fault line, was all but destroyed. Firstly, who builds a fucking house on a fault line? And secondly, a wake-up call for the nation? I don't know about you, but here in Milwaukee, I'm not preparing a fucking earthquake kit. <laughs> maybe, maybe a polar vortex kit. Not a fucking earthquake kit. Oh, a polar vortex kit? Oh, I put my furnace on. <laughs> I have a flare. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I know. 
all these people like in Calvary, like the the nation needs to wake up and blah blah blah. And, and us in Wisconsin and actually in the Midwest are like, what? Are you, what's an earthquake? Yeah, I'm like, I'm what's not getting ready to fall off into the ocean. What's a hurricane? I don't know what that shit is. You know how much people in the West Coast shit on Wisconsin and the Midwest? Like, oh, who wants to live there? Do we even need those states? And blah, it, blah, blah. It, it only suns hey, three months a year. Hey, asshole. Where are you moving when California falls off the face of the country? <laughs> Midwest. And like, like oh, we'll move to Oregon. Well, it won't be long till they fall off. Okay. So <laughs> it's just like, I- I'm sorry. I'd like to visit. Los Angeles is beautiful. No way in hell would I be living there. Well, the thing is, is like there's a lot of people that were talking about like, you have to hide under doorways. A seismologist literally went on the camera and said, don't hide under your doorway. It doesn't help you at all. It's just as weak as every other part of your house. And I was sitting there thinking, there's no safe place to go. And here we are. People are packing up by the millions and moving to a place where there is a fucking fault line. Right, and then when their house falls down, they're like, "How could this happen?" It's like you're move when you move into like the path of a tornado, yeah. right? You're moving down to fuck, I don't know, Kansas, City, Kansas, Alabama, Oklahoma. like you're moving there, tornado, and you're like, this is, a, Alley, yeah. "This is a great place to move." And then a tornado takes on your home, and you're like, "How could this happen?" I'm so distraught. You fucking moved there. Like, if you don't want natural disasters, go to fucking Maine. Did you watch the movie Tornado, bitch? Go, 2012. Hello, it's the wake-up call of the century. We're waiting for the big one to happen. When the big one happens, tsunamis are going to reach us. You know, Kevin, you know, if if 2012 actually happened, the safest place to be is going to be Wisconsin. Or not 2012, but, like, you know, if if a big earthquake happens, you know, water rushes, tsunamis, the safest place is going to be in the fucking middle of the country. Exactly. (laughs) We don't have to pick up and move. Plus, we have the largest freshwater source next to us in the world. You know, like... These people, and I'm not saying that, like, you're an awful person if your house falls down in California during an earthquake. I'm just saying you can't ask why <laughs> when very exactly. clearly we know why. <laughs> um, sucks. Sucks, to, sucks that it's happening, and it sucks that, like, one of the most beautiful places in our country is going to be falling off the what, country. But. You know what's going to be devastating is I'm pretty sure uh, Los Angeles has a population of 11 million people, right? Yeah, Which is one of the biggest cities in the country. It has more than more of a population than the 14 smallest uh, states combined, uh, including Wisconsin, um, and if a, if an earthquake goes through there, like they're expecting to, that is gonna, could wipe out one tenth of our population. Well, probably less than that. Well, but well, think about that well, way. We shouldn't be allowed back. <laughs> There'll be more jobs in California. <laughs> more jobs in California? What are you talking about? The state's gonna be gone. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, sad. Real sad. Next, Iowa and Nevada to launch caucus voting by phone for 2020. Democrats in the early presidential contest states of Iowa and Nevada will be able to cast their vote over the telephone instead of showing up at their state's traditional neighborhood caucus meetings next February, according to plans unveiled by the state parties. The telecaucus system, the result of a mandate from the Democratic National Committee, are aimed at opening the local-level political gatherings to more people, especially evening workers, shifts, and people with disabilities, whom critics of the caucuses have long said are blocked from the process. The changes are expected to boost voter participation across the board, presenting a new opportunity for the Democratic Party's 2020 candidates to drive up support in the caucus early voting. This is a no-excuse option for participation, said Shelby Waltz, the Nevada Democratic Caucus Director. 
Party officials don't have an estimate of how many voters will take advantage of the call-in option, but in Iowa, some recent polls show as many as 20% of Democrats will participate virtually. In Nevada, most voters tend to cast ballots early during regular elections, and party officials expect many will take advantage of the early presidential vote. While rolling out a new voting system holds the promise for more voter participation, it also comes with potential risk for confusion and technological problems. But the party is moving forward to try to address long-standing criticism, and the caucuses are exclusionary in favor of some candidates over others. In 2016, backers of Bernie Sanders cried foul over the Iowa results when Clinton won a razor-thin margin, 49.9% to 49.6%, despite some irregularities in reporting results. The dispute replicated in parts of Nevada was a key factor in the push from groups on the left to overhaul the nominating process held in 2020. I also do remember that this was a thing that happened when Hillary Clinton was running for president the first time in 2008. 2008. Sure did. Uh, My thing here, now looking at this from like a perspective of like an outsider of whatever the fuck is happening in those two states, uh, I feel like this is going to be a very tricky subject when we already have meddling claims coming in from, from different political parties with other government interferences. How easy is it going to be to hack these? <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's going to be like the big thing. And the other question is, is it going to be one of those things where they call you, it's a robocall, and it says, press one for this person, press yeah. two for this person. I was going to ask, like, is it a text, an email, or is it like an actual phone conversation? I don't, I don't think it can be an actual phone conversation because then they'd have to call thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Right. I'm thinking it's going to be an automated thing, which is more concerning to me. Um, the other thing, too, is, is it going to be for cell phones or is it going to be for house phones? Because you can live anywhere and have a have a phone number linked to the old place. Like my parents live three hours away, and if they were any farther away, they'd be out. Like if they were like twenty minutes more, they'd be out of the state, right? If they go that extra twenty minutes and are out of the state, their phone number is still linked to where they bought their cell phones. Right. So are, is everybody going to get those uh, calls, or is it just going to be house phones where they right. link the address to the line? Or is it going to be you have to? That's the, uh, that's another thing too. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm, I'm I wonder if it's an opt-in option where you have to like actually say you want to be called. Whew, it's gonna be interesting, but it does bring up the the long question of whether or not people should be moving towards voting online. You yeah. know, um, especially in presidential elections where vote out, voter turnout is at a record low. Um, I mean, they're throwing around ideas of doing online voting, phone voting, or just making a national holiday so everybody can go in and vote. Right. Um, but then that. I guess it kind of eliminates the the argument of they can't afford to go in and vote. Sure. You need a voter ID. There's a lot of things that go into play here. Um, it's kind of interesting that they're using it now, you know, as like a push. But do you have any other things to add? No, I mean, I think it would just be, I mean, at, this, at some point for me, I'm like, thank God I don't have to fucking drive to the, <laughs> the place where I have to go vote and, like, and see my, quote, peers uh, yeah. voting. Um, but at the pressured. Same, yeah, but at the same time, as you know, we're younger. I mean, and we're, we'd be like, hell yeah, we we know how to, we would easily figure out how to do it. Can you imagine my ninety one year old grandma trying to do this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I, I can't imagine it. <sighs> but more progress, more pro- more progress, more, more progress, more progress. You know, it's going to be an interesting development. Next, the I wish your mother swallowed award of the week goes to family brawls at Disneyland as children watch. A Disneyland guest recorded a violent brawl that broke up between a family at Disneyland on Sunday. The video, dated July 6th, shows at least two men and two women involved in a fight at Mickey Mouse Toon Hound <laughs> and others trying to intervene and stop the altercation. 
Children, along with the other park desk, witnessed the fight. At one point, a woman could be seen hobbling out of her motorized chair and falling later in the altercation. One other woman could be seen spitting in a man's face and him punching her in the retaliation. Some guests, who are family members, were immediately escorted out of the park, at a Disneyland official said. We do not condone this behavior, statement from Disney said. The case is now being invested by the Anaheim police, who did not immediately respond for a request for more information. <laughs> Kevin? Oh, boy. Yeah. I see this happening in Chicago a lot, and like even in Milwaukee. But like, just senseless fighting like i used to work at a movie theater and like we'd get we would shut down multiple times because of it well that's because like even by our old high school well my old high school was you know, your old middle school they actually banned people from under the age of 18 going in the mall during yep, the day because of fighting yep this is just crazy and the big thing is it's at the happiest place on earth the, <laughs> disneyland and a woman got out of her motorized chair and fell <laughs> i just you know what is so bad that you're fist fighting in the in front of Mickey Mouse's Toontown? You know, <laughs> uh, I just I and these people probably had, had children. Yeah, and children were even walking around them. You know, it's just yeah, it's sad almost. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> kind of funny, but it's sad for the most part. I think it's so sad that you can laugh about. It. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like oh yeah okay, that's just like almost normal news for us. It's like yeah sure. Yeah, people are fighting. I get that. You know, it happens. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it ha- what? Next, an exotic-looking orange bird turned out to be a seagull covered in curry. Buckinghamshire, United Kingdom. An exotic-looking bright orange bird was rescued by a wildlife hospital after people saw him on the side of the highway. It was unclear what was wrong with the feathery phoenix when animal rescuers were not sure what to expect at first. This is one of the strangest casualty circumstances we've seen in a while, declared a Facebook post from... Tiggy Winkle's Wildlife Hospital, where the bird was taken. <laughs> According to the hospital in Buckinghamshire, United Kingdom, the bird had somehow doused himself in curry or termac, <laughs> which prevented him from pro- flying properly. Vinny, named by veterinary workers in honor of Vandaloo Curry, he was covered in, had a pungent smell and was otherwise healthy, the hospital said. All he needed was a bath. Rescuers were finally able to clean the curry off the herring gull after he put up a bit of a fight and covered the veterinary team in curry water. Now that he's been th- thoroughly scrubbed and returned to his natural white coloring, Vinny soon will be flying free, but hopefully not in any more curry dishes. Kevin? Let's first talk about the name of this goddamn hospital. Tingy, Tiggy Winkles Wildlife Hospital. <laughs> Tiggy Winkles. I want to see if it looks British. funny. Oh, it's a 24-hour emergency hospital. World's leading oh, hey, wildlife the, hospital. There's the picture of it. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Tiggy Winkles. <laughs> you have a couple pictures. Tiggy Winkles. But uh, I think this is interesting because, one, where if you see this picture of this animal, it's obviously a seagull, right? It doesn't look like any other bird. It looks like a seagull. And people are like, there's like a parrot on the side of the road. You should go and take care there's of it. There's an exotic animal. <laughs> fucking seagull yeah it's poop on you at the beach and then it put up a bit of a fight well I hope it did it probably thought it was being murdered <laughs> what if it was spicy curry like it was <gasps> on fire well there. actually you know what was sad was while I was reading up on this article it said that this wasn't the first time a bird came into the this hospital in particular covered in curry where the hell are they getting this curry <laughs> yeah they said they weren't entirely sure but it was another seagull covered in curry um, so the, actually the first thing I thought of was somebody was trying to cook it and it got away. 
But then, the, and apparently in the other report, the bird was trying to get a piece of food by like a batch of curry something, and it went oh. to go and get it and fell in, and then it couldn't fly anymore because gotcha. it was covered. But yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. Next, bear breaks into car, but shifting vehicle and drives downhill. A delinquent bear had a bit of fun in Boulder County this 4th of July, and it didn't involve fireworks. The Boulder County Sheriff's Office said a bear pulled open an unlocked driver's door and climbed in. Unfortunately for the bear and the cow's owner, the car door closed behind the animal. The bear had then worked on digging through all four doors, but apparently Buff shifted the car into neutral. And then the car rolled back down the driveway about 100 feet down the hill, and the bear ended up swiping a tree before the car came to a full stop. That was enough for the car door to prop open, and the bear left the scene of the crash in an unknown direction. The sheriff's office said the image serves as a good reminder for people to lock their cars and remove all unnecessary items that might attract wildlife in bear country. Kevin, what do you think? Uh, kudos to the bear. I can't even steal a car. You know, I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> but, but this bear, just like, I'm going to just open this door real quick. and uh, I want to go fast. Went for I want to go fast. Oh, he went fast. All right. <laughs> I wonder if the bear was hurt. Probably not. I'm sure it was fine. I'm sure it was fine. If you guys heard that noise, it was Kevin was moving his microphone, and he's kind of a twat. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, first of all, if you're leaving your car door unlocked with food that attracts wildlife or wild bears into it, that's a problem. Have you ever seen uh, The Great Outdoors? When they go and they feed the bears, the and it starts climbing yeah. up on top, and they have the three bears, and they're driving down the road with the three bears yep. on top. Why? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I feel bad for the bear because he was just probably like, the fuck is happening? And yeah, he's that, wheeling backwards. Yeah, that car owner, that was a rookie mistake. Yeah, well, you know, my sister, well, I probably shouldn't say this live, but I know a lot of people <laughs> like my sister who leave their car doors unlocked because they would rather have somebody open the door and steal what they want than break their car window. Yeah. Like I had a neighbor who, uh, <laughs> he had his car window broken. So he taped a sign to the window that says, don't break window, open door. <laughs> well, because he knew it was going to happen either way, yeah. but he didn't want to spend the couple hundred dollars to, like, fix the window. Next, let's celebrate. Missouri neighborhood throws graduation party for a recently fixed pothole. We might be well into summer, but Friday was graduation day for one Kansas City pothole who recently found internet fame. Back in March, Frank Scenario called 311, which I think is a UK phone number, to complain about a pothole, but it went months without being filled. I thought, what can I do for a little fun, Sonero said. Everyone was always complaining about the potholes, but complaining doesn't seem to get be getting anything done. So I said, I want to keep it on top of mind. I know my fellow Waldo neighbors were just as disgusted as I am, so I said, let's just celebrate its birthday. It's third birthday. The pothole garnered so much media coverage that it was quickly repaired. The community took notice. On Friday, they decided to throw a graduation party for the pothole in honor of its new look. Pothole has graduated, and he's moving on to bigger and better things, Nero said. He said he wants to take the summer off to think about what he wants to do. He may get into politics. We'll see what happens. But for right now, it's all up in the air. We're just happy that he's been fixed, and he's ready to move on with his next life. But the pothole also seems to have a little sister, Snero said Saturday. He plans to call about the new pothole that popped up less than a foot away. Kevin? Uh... We would have be having a lot of graduation parties in Milwaukee <laughs> yeah. if we threw one for every pothole here. It's like an epidemic. It's bad. It's bad. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it's no surprise because, I mean, you know, 
wintry states, a lot of salt and plowing does that to the roads. But I feel like that a state like that should have contingency plans for that type of thing. If you, I mean, I mean, I'm sure we all know, you and I know, or has happened to us that we've broken or popped a tire on a pothole before or damaged an axle. If you haven't, or, do you even live in Wisconsin? Yeah, that's right. It's like. And you know what's Good sad about people, it, though? though? Like, it takes forever. I think for me, though, I always feel bad for, like, the government when they keep getting calls about the same pothole. Yeah. And they're like, we're getting to it. But there's, like, a million other things. Like, in Wisconsin, right. our highways are always shut down for construction. So they're right. always working on that. But then they have to take people away from that to, to fucking fix a pothole. Right. You know? And for me, I'd rather have the highway up and running than to have somebody leave to go fix a pothole. But I remember when I went to college, we had the biggest fucking pothole in our parking lot. It was so bad. The student government all the time was being brought up about hot potholes. So <laughs> what somebody did was they went and dug some dirt out of a nearby like area and just threw the dirt in the pothole Jeez. to cover it a little bit because yeah. you got to do what you got to do. Right. And then when they saw that, they're like, okay, this really is a problem. Uh, they had a company come in and fix it. So whatever you got to do to get those yeah, pothole right. fixed, do it. For a party, you know. Literally everything. But you got to so, do what you got to do sometimes. Yeah. So that was that's fun. But. Congratulations on getting your pothole Good fixed. job, Cleveland. It wasn't in Cleveland. It's Waldo. Missouri, anyway. But you was said, it Missouri? It says Missouri Neighborhood College graduation class. Oh, Missouri. I thought it was Cleveland. <laughs> you thought you it was said, Cleveland? I thought it was the British. UK. <laughs> I knew oh, it wasn't. Good uh, job, Missouri. <laughs> Kansas City. All right, you guys have a great night. All right, everybody, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week when we say what the fuck and dive into more news that made us stop and do a double take.